What's happening, guys? This is the Steve and Crypto Show, brought to you by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm Crypto Zoo. We want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you're doing well in these COVID times. Uh, we appreciate you uh, keeping up with our show and, and, you know, just sticking with us. We are on episode 18 now, I believe. So Sounds, episode, sounds about right. I think <laughs> something so. Something like that. <laughs> so episode 17, our last one, features are, featured Addison Benick. And we spoke to him uh, about his newest feature, Psycho Ape. And it is a, a B horror film that you can find right now on Amazon Prime. And you can also purchase it directly from Addison or search Psycho Ape on eBay. You could grab a physical copy there as well. But um, yeah, man, it was a fun movie. Good horror comedy and very much in the vein of like trauma films, even though it's not a trauma film. Yeah. Make that clear. But it's that kind of kind of a goofy, crazy, gory nonsense that I love personally. Yeah, it's really fun. It's it's bananas, man. So if you um, if you go into it with the right mind state, you know the right setting, um, you know maybe uh, you know a little little inebriated might might help as well. Um, you'll have a blast. It's it's really fun. Don't expect um, you know right now it's we're going into uh, award season. <laughs> Don't expect to see Psycho Ape nominated for any like fucking golden globes or any of that <laughs> stuff but it's good it's fun yeah it's fun. And, and we really enjoyed hearing about the uh the process you know of how the whole thing was made and and all the little bloopers and and, and there's things that you'll have to just go and listen to the interview and and you'll you'll you know you watch the movie and then you'll appreciate it a little bit more when you're like oh okay i, I heard how they made that or how many bananas were used and you know or whatever um if you're into the, the creative process of a film, then I definitely suggest you go back and listen to that episode. It actually, if you're into that kind of stuff, you're going to dig this episode too. We are going to be uh, discussing another indie horror film called Intrusion Disconnected. It's written by Craig Everett Earl, who is one of our guests today. Or, well, on this episode... Whatever day it is, it comes out. We'll see. Um, and we're really excited to have the star of the movie, which we think is perfect because it's Women in Horror Month. And she pretty much is uh, that. Like, she's a brilliant actress that you should know about. If you don't know about her, I feel like she's like that one big role from being a household name in, in horror. Uh, Katie Stewart is her name. She's brilliant. Like Her acting is just good. And just, uh, yeah. she has a great dramatic actress, but she's also a badass and does a lot of her own uh, physical, physical work in the movies. And she'd be really scary too. Um, yeah, she's really convincing, man. Like, um, you know, not not every film can pull you in and make you feel for characters or or kind of make you uh, put put you in their place or you know, not every movie can pull you in like that or or every actor or actress can pull you in, but she does it very well. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and check out some of her previous work before this one. 
Definitely. And, you know, like I mentioned, it is Women in Horror Month. So I uh, came up with a crazy idea. I'm not too sure. Crypto is super keen on it. But I, I was like, hey, we're putting this episode out. I want to put out another episode this week to feature some some uh, creative women that are kind of working in horror, maybe artists, another actress. Uh, oh, definitely. A I've... writer. Like, it's, it's going to be a big task. Hope we get it done. This episode is going to come out, but my goal, I really want it out before the end of the month. It's just been a crazy yeah. month. Like, I don't like to bring outside stuff and like work and stuff into the show, but it's right. been, my work schedule has been like all over the place this month. So it's kind of a, we haven't been really on a, a normal schedule with the, with the show and recording and everything. So it kind of pushed this uh, back a little further than I wanted it to. And then I realized how late in the month it is and like, oh shit. So I'm going to be Superman this week and make this happen. Well, yeah, I, I can't take any credit for the editing when it comes to this show. That's all, that's all Steve here. So, um, you know, at this point, until I get my, uh, my old computer in, into working fashion, you know, where I can do some things on my own time. But at this point, Steve's the, the man running all the editing and getting the episode out into, into everyone's ears. So, um, you know, you're, you're the man when it, when it comes to that, man, I know you can do it. Um, let's just I got get this. These, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it is Women in Horror Month, which I yeah. think we they should be celebrated. These mm-hmm. uh, contributors that I'm talking to, setting up this week, they definitely deserve to be celebrated this month and every month. But I really, it, it'll mean a lot to me to get this episode done and out. Yeah, I'm I'm with you too. I mean, we, you know, there's there's a handful of um, of very popular you know, women in the horror genre, horror and thrillers and whatnot, um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's and, and Elvira, the Elvira's. Legends, yeah. yeah, all the legends. But these that, that we want to showcase now, you know, Katie, who we are speaking to on this episode, you know, she could be a future scream queen. She could be a future icon, you know, and, and they all have to start somewhere. I you mean, mentioned- Jamie Lee Curtis had to start somewhere. So, uh, you know, just make sure that you you give these up and comers a chance, and and don't don't push them away just because you're not familiar with them. I mean, you weren't familiar with the the icons that you know and love today. But you had to give them a chance at some point, right? Yeah, and you know, you mentioned uh, horror icons in this movie we're going to be discussing in uh, Intrusion Disconnected. Tiffany Shepes is in it, who is a icon you know scream queen like she's so well known she has a little role in this movie mm-hmm. and uh so that's it's pretty cool i mean this movie got a big name attached to it and yeah and you know when we i heard about this movie from craig everdell the writer he he reached out to me to tell me about it and was like yeah we have tiffany shepis and this and that and i was like okay cool maybe we could try to get her to come on and then i uh watched the first intrusion movie and saw Katie Stewart's work. And I was like, 
wait, hold on. I want her on our show. Like, I love Tiffany yeah. Shepard. She's cool. She's awesome. It'd be an honor to have her on sometime. But no, we need Katie Stewart on to promote this episode, to promote this show. And um, so we made that happen. So that's cool. Hopefully you guys dig the uh, chat with those guys. And, yep. and if you dig what we've done up to this point, and you can find us on uh, Buy Me a Coffee. <laughs> we're we're now featured on the Buy Me a Coffee app, um, which is basically like a tipping service for anyone who's not familiar with it. So, you know, if you've been listening to our show, you like what we do, and you want to help us out, just to you know help us continue to grow, um, it, uh, you know, check us out on Buy Me a Coffee. Throw a little something our way, and and every donation is is very appreciated. Uh, it goes towards getting new gear for the show, um, you know, new merch down the line, um, all kinds of different things. It basically overall just improves the show and has a a better, we want to have a better listening experience for you. So buymeacoffee.com slash Steve crypto. And another cool thing, um, if you guys head over to Fright Rags, you can use our discount code it's a uh, Steve Crypto Ten over at Fright Rags. That's right. They've been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003, offering a wide range of products for your favorite creature features, slasher flicks, cult classics, uh, collections from John Carpenter's Halloween, Universal Monsters, Night of the Living Dead, Creep Show, Twin Peaks, Evil Dead, so many more. So this month they are releasing a lot of good uh, collections, including some new Garbage Pail Kids line, Twin Peaks, and more. Um, And it's all officially licensed and available now at FrightRags.com. And like I mentioned, Steve and Crypto listeners get 10% off when they use the code SteveCrypto10 at checkout. And what do you say we uh, get to the conversation i'm down let's go <laughs> let's get it going hello this is agoro host of the agoro show and you are listening to the steve and crypto show so keep your ears open and your mouth shut shut Hey guys, we're here on the Steven Crypto Show, and we have some really cool guests today. We are joined by Craig Everett Earl, the writer of the uh, movie Intrusion Disconnected, and the star of the film, somebody who I uh, think you guys should know about, or if you don't by now, you will really soon, because she's like kind of a badass, to be honest. That's the best way to put it. Uh, she's a super talented, and uh, we have... Katie Stewart here, who is, you know, it, I think it's the perfect time to have a talented performer like her, especially it being Women in Horror Month. And she definitely exemplifies that pretty damn well. Um, Thank you. So um, let's start with Craig. Tell us a little bit about your background in movies. Yeah. Um, years ago, I started off writing short stories, wrote a book finally transitioned into making films. Um, We did that with the the first intrusion movie, 
which uh, Katie Stewart also stars in that film with Lee, Hay- Lee Haycraft and um, co-produced a documentary uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Johnny Daggers, called Blood on the Reel that kind of goes behind the scenes and stuff of horror indie filmmakers and all the stuff that goes into it and the trials and tribulations and stuff. Um, Johnny produced a lot of that. It's really good. Um, both of those are on Amazon prime. You can check them out for free and, um, SGL entertainment. You can go and check out their website and stuff and pretty much all over the place. And then here recently we released, uh, the sequel finally intrusion disconnected where Katie Stewart came back with Lee Haycraft and everything kind of goes haywire and crazy. And we really, I think amped it up on every level. Um, heading more toward like a mainstream type film um a lot more blood kills a lot more dramatic acting and stuff and so far it's been going really good getting a lot of praise for it good yeah you guys uh definitely have the 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 modern slasher vibe going you know i'm Uh i uh I, I really dig the movie. I really enjoyed it. it was Thanks. I appreciate really fun, that. Fun, fun watch. Yeah. Thank you. And, and honestly, like Katie, you, you really, uh, you're very convincing, you know, like, uh, so do you, do you, uh, kind of get your mind ready when, when you have to like break down and cry on cue and, and, you know, become, you know, you're kind of like getting into a really dramatic scene. Do you, is there a trick that you have for that? No, um, there's, there's not really a trick. I, I tend to, I'm a very emotional, sensitive person anyway. Um, but when it comes to filming the characters, I just really try to embody that character. And when it comes to a scene like that, where I have to cry, where there's something very dramatic or scary or whatever it may be, um, I just really imagine that this is actually happening that this you know it this this is real I'm really experiencing this if I wasn't how would I actually react if this wasn't real but the only way I can really seem to actually cry is to imagine that this 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 is real I have to completely 100% embody that character that I've developed and experience it as it's really happening and therefore it's it's easy it's pretty easy in that case to make the tears come. And and writing helps too. If the writing is really good, um, it, it makes it it makes it easier to the, the tears are easier to flow. So it's really just a matter of embodying the character fully and making sure that the writing is good and understanding enough to be able to let that out. Yeah, and there's there were some days on set where you you know, you would use Visine or something to help out a little bit. But most of the yeah. time you were just like, no, I'm going to try to cry on cue. I'm just like, okay. There, there have been times where I've used Visine, especially if uh, if it's like the 10th time and I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, just... I had a tendency and, and Craig Craig will, will also back me up on this. Usually when it's a scene where I have to cry or be very emotional, I'll tell them, don't rehearse it, film it on the first take. Because usually the first take is where you're going to get the most emotion and the most crying out of me. So, and I know I've told Craig that before as well. So most of the time when it comes to scenes like that, they'll roll on the very 
they won't rehearse it first. We'll roll on the very first time because that's usually <laughs> get the best take. We we just completely drain you to the point you're just like there's nothing left. <laughs> there's nothing left. I need visine. I can't do it. <laughs> we need a bucket of water. <laughs> so have there have there been any scenes where you where you just couldn't bring yourself to to uh, play out a scene like a kill scene or something that would just over the top for you that you couldn't do. That I that I. You mean that I couldn't cry or that I just... That you just didn't feel comfortable doing, like a certain kill or something? Um, that I didn't feel comfortable doing? I I don't think so. There, there have been scenes where I couldn't cry, where I just right. couldn't get into it enough to actually cry. Um, and in those cases, we've used, you know, like Visine or something, but... Most of the time I'm able to cry, but as far as, as far as just being like uncomfortable with something, no, not, not when it comes to uh, a kill scene or an emotional scene. The only thing that I've ever been like uncomfortable with and said, I can't do this is where it comes to like a nude scene. Cause I don't do nudity right. or if it's, if it's a love scene that is just way too graphic then I'll say, can we tone it down a little bit? But that's when it comes to horror and murder and slashing and stuff, the more, the better bring it on. I'm good. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's all for doing her own stunts and everything in the film. And sometimes she kind of worries me because <laughs> she's just not afraid to do anything. I have, I have hurt myself. I can't tell you how many yeah. times. She, I have hurt she, she typically hurts herself though. in like the most uncommon ways because, um, <laughs> You know, it's it's walking through the front yard or something and she'll like, you know, hurt her foot or we had one scene where she really worried me and I thought we were going to have to take her to the hospital where um, scene where she was just backing up and she backed up, I think, into a door knob or something. And we were really worried about your arm. I don't remember. Probably. You don't remember that? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, probably I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I think I backed over the couch at one point and did a flip over the couch too, and about yeah, my leg. You were just like, no, no, I need, I just need some stuff to put on my arm. I'll be fine. I'm, a, and you, you know, you were, you were crying a little bit and upset and stuff, and I was worried about you. And you were just like, no, I'm good. I just need to cry for a second. I'll, I'll be ready to shoot here in a minute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm guessing Craig, you didn't envision uh, having your lead character in a wheelchair in the movie at all. So it's it's a good thing. Well, to uh, Careful doing she <laughs> she actually she actually her first reaction uh, I remember she read the intrusion disconnected script and because uh, uh, I knew you know what she could do after we worked on the first film together and I said you know I said I'm really gonna be, give you a chance to um, do some really intense dramatic performances and all kinds of stuff in this one but you are in pretty much majority of the film you know ninety percent of the movie you're in a ton of scenes and she read the script and her. And I said, so what do you think? And she said, she said, I just want to know who's going to pay my hospital bills. <laughs> I did. I remember saying that. Yeah. There was, there was a, there was a lot to it. And and we had to tone down, you know, quite, quite a bit of what yeah, was, we had. There was, was a couple of right. things that we cut for safety. Cause I was actually worried. Cause it was the first time I've, I'd actually written something where I, did, I felt horrible. Um, and was and just worried about a couple of things and especially, you know, um, 
when we got closer to the end of the film, um, there was some stuff in there where you guys looked like it looked like the end of a Rocky film where you guys were just stumbling around. And um, so, so much of the movie, you know, we would use prop knives or dulled down knives and all this other kind of stuff and try to keep everything safe. But also when you're shooting a film in HD and you you're having your own people do their own stunts, it's extremely, extremely dangerous, even if all the, um, choreography is rehearsed and everything so yeah there was a couple of points I was really worried um, but uh, luckily Katie and Lee and some other cast and stuff and my crew was just like it's, it's okay we got it you know but yeah I was a little little worried but uh, I'm glad glad it looks great and glad everybody's okay <laughs> <laughs> so when doing your own stunts um I know you mentioned you've probably got a lot of bumps and bruises. How many times have you accidentally popped your co-star or something? And, oh uh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, I did. Uh, I, I popped um, knee, um, Lee in the nose. Uh, in you a- punched Lee in the face a couple of times. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> he's like, she, she, I'm like, Katie, I'm like, hold it back. It's not, we real. don't it's have not to real. really punch him in the face. <laughs> got him i got him in the face a couple of times i uh there's one scene where i was supposed to slam down a stapler on his hand but to not hit his hand we were hitting like right next to his hand and i actually hit his hand with the stapler um and i think the staple went into his hand because we had to take out any staples you know um oh he didn't tell me about that yeah i don't know he didn't uh, didn't say anything about that if he did yeah and then uh, i've done it on other films too um on i've seen you do it and laugh though (laughs) (laughs) i've seen you do it you're like ha ha (laughs) i i have accidentally hit people a couple of times luckily i've never like brought actual blood or tears because it was it was a clip i think with lee i think i i think there was one time with lee that that he was like you actually brought tears to my to my eyes because when you're working with Lee in particular for on intrusion disconnected in that scene where I had to actually punch him in the face, we were so close. And that was the only way because it was such a close knit shot and the way that the angles were and the, the small amount of room that we had to work with, you couldn't cheat it a whole lot. And so we were very close and I, I think I actually hit him in the face twice. you're you're a professional though because i've heard him complain about a couple other people hurting him um being a little too rough and um you guys have done quite a bit of physical stuff i've never ever heard him complain (laughs) he must enjoy it or maybe he's scared to enjoy it as yeah yeah, maybe he's scared i I was just thinking like craig are you paying his hospital bills too (laughs) Uh, no no not yet (laughs) <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty easy going yeah. so but i i have hit people a, a few times i i think i've um need a couple of times i i kicked in the face once but you know i i can't say that that's all my fault i mean <laughs> we have our marks of where we're supposed to be and if you just happen to put your face where my foot is going to be <laughs> That's not my fault because I'm on my mark. Okay. I'm on my mark. You are not. So, you know, I, 
I, I got a good story that I remember. Um, we were doing the first intrusion movie and uh, close to the end of the film, um, um, poor Lee um, gets hit in the nether region a couple of different times, one with you and one with uh, the faith character. Um, she punches him, but the one that you did where you come up behind him and he thinks that you got out the window, you, you know, Oh, yeah. Right with the right with the leg, and we had our sound guy Nick, um, <laughs> who was really quiet, never said anything, uh, really nice guy, and all of a sudden Nick just starts laughing hysterically. He's like, "Wow, you should have heard that." <laughs> but the the horrible thing about it is, you know, I was gonna get Lee a cup and everything because um, when you go to do that scene, it's it's not supposed to be in that area. <laughs> so, but uh. uh you know, my co- co-producers and stuff were like, no, he's good. She's going to hit him here and all this other kind of stuff. And well, and I did. So, yeah. I, I did the first couple of times. I remember like I didn't hit him. It was all good. And then oh, okay. I actually nailed him on. Yeah, that, that one was. Because he kind of moved as I went to kick him and it was bad. That that was the one agreement that I had in this contract is I said no testicle shots in this, the next <laughs> one. But he kept going. He kept going. We both kept going. And then after, as soon as he turned around, you know, and the scene ended, we were both like, I was like, oh my God, are you okay? And he was like, oh. So I mean, like, yeah. He was like, let me lay on the bed for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad, but yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh man, I'm sure well, he remembers it too. <laughs> he's too scared to face me, though, so you know it's okay. I get it. <laughs> so, um, before we wander off too much on the uh, the uh, bloopers and stuff, um, let's give us a little uh, summary, a synopsis of the movie. Go for um, it. Craig. Okay. I don't know if you wanted to do it or <laughs> you I, I guess I'll do it since I'm the one that wrote it and everything. Right. That's... Um, we, yeah, we basically have the premise intrusion was kind of this. Um, um, it's kind of like a, a believable stalker film. You have Holly Jensen and she's dealing with a lot of her um, drama issues and stuff with her boyfriend and all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, she ends up making a prank phone call with her friend is talking to it and calls the wrong guy after he's just murdered his cheating um, girlfriend. And then everything kind of stems from there where he, he decides to go after her friends and eventually come after her intrusion disconnected. We, we kind of just use that as a springboard for everything because you have the film basically start off with, the final girl and she's suffering from a lot of uh, uh, PTSD and stuff from the last film. She's broken at the very beginning of the film um, going to uh, see a therapist played by uh, Tiffany Shepis and uh, trying to get on with her life and move on. Um, and the eventual finale of the first film is kind of leaves the audience to believe that the killer is dead and everything's okay. And um, so Holly's, trying to do that but um she knows kind of in the back of her mind because of the way that um everything kind of resolved that she she don't quite believe that he's dead and she don't quite believe that everything is over so she's suffering with these um mental um breakdowns and 
PTSD and trying to get her sanity and stuff back. And then of course the killings begin again. So, um, and then everything kind of escalates from there because I thought it would be a lot more interesting to have this um, heroine character that you're rooting for, but also broken, not at the end of the film, but the very beginning of the film and to push that character even further into um, um, madness. Yeah. Just in the madness. I did. And, you know, and, and then it kind of, gives us a chance to play even more into all the um, dramatic elements of um, Katie um, basically having some amazing performances and stuff in the movie. Um, I, I, I grew up, you know, with films like a, the original nightmare on Elm street when I was seven, and that inspired me um, uh, not because of all the, all the blood and the murder and stuff, but just because uh, films like that and poltergeist and stuff were just so character based. And that's really what I wanted to go back to was um, we have this wide range of characters and stuff in the film. Um, Everybody from like age nine, all the way to people in their sixties, which is kind of rare for, you know, a a slasher film. So we have all these different characters and stuff. And I really wanted you to care about all these characters. And there's definitely a lot of murder by the time the end of the film ends but uh, I wanted to make sure that you were really invested in these characters because that's that's kind of the love hate thing that I have with horror slasher movies is it's gotten to the point now with modern day audiences and stuff. You don't really care about a lot of the characters in some of these films that you see and you're just kind of rooting for the killer to kill them all off. And I, I wanted you to actually feel sorry for some of these people because, you know, it's they're they're being murdered brutally. So um but there's also this other side to the killer where there's this interesting thing that I I touched on a little bit in the first intrusion and go into even more here where it's not necessarily a person that's good or evil, but it's um, what kind of developed to turn them into that type of a person where I, I think any, anybody given the right circumstances and, um, eventually um, breaking down um, their, you know, the psychosis and stuff in their head could send them over the edge. And so it's, it's just Holly basically trying to hold everything together um, with all this murder and stuff that's, that's going on around her. There's definitely a lot of that. Um, So Katie, you, you mentioned how you put yourself in situations for you know scenes and stuff Mm. um how how do you prepare to play the holly character through the whole movie like you it was like it's broken character through the whole thing like how do you mentally prepare in advance for that um it's really about becoming that character you have you have to step out of your real life and you have to step into the character's life and you have to by developing that character yourself you get to also add even more backstory and even more other things that help really implant that character in your mind and so you're no longer a character. You are that person. 
And so as long as you can mentally switch from, oh, this is real life to going somewhere quiet and, and reading this and really imagining this in your head and really thinking this is what's taking place. This is what I'm going through. I'm, I, I, I'm being stalked. My, my mother was just killed. My, my sister, my, my whatever. And really thinking about what that's like and what that feels like. I mean, that right there will start the tears. So that helps gets you, gets you into that mental state of being able to give that realistic performance. Um, so it's really just being able to sit back, comprehend it, and step into that character and really be and embody that that character. It, that's really that's really what it is. That that's what gives a, a believable performance. That's how you can tell the difference between oh, someone's acting and damn, they're a good actor. You know, there's 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 a big difference there. And it's like somebody learning lines and then saying them in front of a camera and somebody learning lines, really studying that character, developing that character. And you can't tell that that person is not that character, that that, that that's not real life for that person. So that's what you have to do. You just have to really invest in it and become someone else. You're very good at doing that. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. And Craig, I, I you really know, um, sorry, just to rewind for a you know, quick second. I, I, I definitely want to back up what you were saying about, uh, you know, having the, uh, you know, the viewer care about, about the, the characters in the film, you know, um, you've done a very good job of doing that. I watched the movie at about two o'clock in the morning in the dark by myself. And it was just trying to like kind of keep it together when some of the, you know, victims are being picked off because yeah, they're, you know, they're connected to the lead and, and you're, yeah, you're invested in them. As you said, you're really like hoping like, please not them. You know, like there's, there was definitely one that yeah. I'm not going to say that really was like, Oh God, not, not that one, please. And. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's some, there's some there's a couple of things that I did in there for shock value um, to get people's attention, but even more so, I tried to keep it realistic because, I mean, if if that really did happen in real life, then there's some stuff in there that um, we we break some rules <laughs> for like you know the horror genre and the slasher genre and stuff and stuff you're not necessarily supposed to do, um, but uh, th there was even. Uh, uh, a part I won't say you which you probably know what I'm talking about a specific character where my director looked at me I was like are you sure you want to do this <laughs> and I was like yeah it's like we got to do it you know uh, but uh, I know, what, I yeah, know I mean, what part you're talking about too because I yeah. remember saying something about it when I read the script but I'm you know I'm not I'm not sad about it at all because some of those actors including uh, the one I'm uh, referring to and stuff has actually went on to other stuff since then and that kind of started their career, um, getting things going with other projects. So, well, I think personally, I think with you know the abundance of movies getting put out there, but very similar, um, not similar to this film, but in general, mm -hmm. you know, horror movies. Um, I think it's good to have those scenes like that that kind of pop and stand out. Yeah. And, make you remember like oh no like why did they 
<laughs> do that, but it sticks with you, and it's that's really what you want. You want people to remember your movie. Well, I mean, also especially by the end of the film, um, Holly, um, Katie's character definitely um, gets a gets a little intense by the end of the film, and you have to. Yeah, you have to be mentally in her head and see all the stuff she's going through and all the all the stuff she's lost by the end of the film to get her to that point where you're on the same page with her, where um, some some of the scenes that happen um, get, you know, pretty, pretty intense and brutal and stuff. So you got to get the audience on the same page with that, because um, if you're in that situation, um and you can mentally understand all of the, all of the stuff that person has lost, then, you know, it's a lot, lot easier for um, the audience to understand it. Yeah. And, and especially, I mean, if you watch the first one and then the second one, Holly, by the time you get about halfway through the second one, between halfway to three fourths through the second one, she's completely different than what she was at the in the first film in general because like Craig said you have to look at everything that she's gone through all that she's lost everyone that's died and what is still going on and then you also have the problem in the second one that she she does her her inner demon feels like he's still out there and nobody believes her that he may still be out there and so there's all this turmoil in her head that's like well is he still out there is he is he not am i do am i really am i going crazy like people think i'm crazy some you know it there's so much that she goes through that i would feel like it would be hard especially if you watch the first and then the second that it would be really hard to not be invested in not only her character but in the 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 boyfriend's character and even the killer's character to an extent, you know, um, and I and I do feel like Craig did a good job with that. Craig also put me through an, you know, Holly went through an emotional roller coaster <laughs> in this one a whole lot worse than what she did in the first. I one. sure did, um, yeah. But I, I feel like he did a really good job of having you want to be invested in those characters definitely um yeah katie is essentially made uh i mean i you know i have some of my favorite um final girls of all time and katie has essentially brought holly jensen to life and because of katie's performance she has you know made holly jensen one of my all-time favorite girls like really before uh we connected on social media and you told me about the movie and everything. I wasn't familiar with Katie's work. And uh, mm-hmm. so I checked out the first movie and I was like, you know, I like it. It was good. It, you know, you told your story, you got it across. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see you had like budget restraints and all that stuff, which comes with indie films. But yeah, uh, we all kind of learned our craft on that one and, and learned what, what to do and what not to do and um, learn from some of our mistakes and kind of, um, come really 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 damn close with intrusion disconnected to getting almost 100 percent of what i wanted out of it just 
Um, I mean, if, if I ever did another project, I don't think I would ever have an amazing cast and crew like I did on that film. They're just everybody's just phenomenal. Right. But um, what I was saying was how she, uh, the difference between the, the first movie and the second one, obviously it was a bigger production, you know, there was obviously the bigger budget, um, <laughs> but she, she carried like the first film. I feel like she carried it in a way like that, uh, like Caleb said, made it believable. Like she was <laughs> believable. And then it carried over into the second movie. And it's like for her to, to be able to play this, this role, uh, this is more of a compliment or there's a, it's kind of like mind blowing to, to for an actress to, or actor or anybody to play a character like that. That's so has so much drama and, and bad shit happening to them without breaking. And, and it went through two whole movies. And uh, like, I honestly don't know what I'm saying. I'm just like, I'm just still like I just watched him recently, so I'm still kind of like wrapping my head around him. But <laughs> I believe it. It seemed real. Your performance was real, and and it, it, it kind of a. Uh, it was good. Like I just. <laughs> yeah, that's all I, I, I can say. It was an amazing performance. <clears throat> I started. I started putting it out at some film festivals and stuff. So I'm really hoping that um, Katie starts to win some more because she's already, I believe, won a couple Best Actress awards for stuff in her past. But yes. uh, she she more than deserves it for this. Um, so uh, really, really hope that uh, she's got a lot more stuff coming her way with um, more credibility and stuff because, you know, words gradually catching on and stuff. And um, I'm, you know, hearing from everybody, everybody loves everybody's performance and stuff in the film. Uh, um, haven't really heard anybody um say they don't like anybody in particular as far as the cast and stuff go they really like all our cast and stuff in this one and we got some phenomenal people in this one so many good actors um but uh yeah katie just completely uh she she kills it she blew it She's, out of the water yeah good yeah idea. and especially with her being you know probably in about 90 percent of the film <laughs> um she's almost on every page of the script she's that's amazing yeah, like when it you was mentioned, a lot to memorize. <laughs> <laughs> and and you you're really good too. You know, uh, uh, she'll she'll sit there uh, when we're doing takes and stuff, and somebody will forget their lines, and she'll she'll have her head back and eyes closed, basically, and they'll forget their lines. And uh, you know, ninety five percent of the time, she's like feeding them their lines to them because she knows their lines too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do that a lot. So basically, but, it was and, like when you were telling me about the movie, and you were like, "Oh, we have you know Tiffany Shepherds in this movie," and I was like, "Can we get her to come on the show?" And then I went and watched mm-hmm. these movies, and I was like, "No, we need Katie on the show because, Aww. like I said, it's and, just, it's, and Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany at one point uh, actually told me too when we were working on set. I mean, I was really flattered having her in the film and stuff sure. too. And she's, she's like great. an icon, she's, yeah." She, yeah, yeah, and she's fantastic as Holly's therapist and stuff in the movie. Um, but um, she fl- flattered me a couple of times. One time because she uh, basically said she decided to, she said she, I think she could spell 
30 scripts a month or something. And she said that it caught her interest because she had a family member that actually did that exact profession. And she said she was impressed by the script and how much research and stuff I put into it and how realistic and stuff it was with um, everything that was going on with the PTSD and the therapist and everything else and how interesting and stuff it was. So that I think it was at one point where I was actually cutting lines out of the script um, on set just so we could make sure to get everything shot. And she was actually like, well, what are you cutting out? Like she was actually disappointing. I was cutting stuff out of the script and I was just like, Oh, you know, that, that's cool. And it wasn't even her scene, you know, but uh, uh, her and Katie did um, some scenes together and she, she turned to me after it was over with and stuff and, and actually told me, she's like, she's pretty good. So um which meant a yeah, lot she, coming from coming from Tiffany and and I'll yeah. say working with Tiffany was great and Tiffany and I still have contact every once in a while um but she's 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 great I I just love her as a person and actress but I mean she's just a great person but I I really appreciate um all of your all's kind words and I I I take it to heart I really do because I have a bad habit of tearing myself down when I watch my performances. So I, I, which I think all actors do a lot of times, at least I think if you're a good actor, then you can tear yourself down. I think the day that you look at your performance and say, damn, I could not have done that better then you you're, you're done, you know? Um, but I, I really appreciate your all's, your all's uh, words and statements. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. I think that applies. I think that applies in like any creative, uh, mm-hmm. any arts, you know, like personally, yeah, like yeah, it does. personally, when I put the show together, um, once I got it edited and I put it out to the world, I don't listen to it. Like yeah. I won't listen to myself because I just, I can't, I hate yeah, I could, myself. I so completely like, understand I that. Yeah. I completely understand that with actors and stuff because I talk, you know, talk to a lot of celebrities and stuff at film festivals and, uh, you know, you'll get quite a few of them that say they don't even watch their stuff after they do it. Cause they feel uncomfortable watching themselves. They don't like watching themselves. And same thing with my writing and stuff, you know, I'll, I'll write something and, uh, you know, sometimes I'll go back and I'm like, does that work? And I'm like, I don't know. And it kind of makes me cringe a little bit. And then, you know, with intrusion disconnected, there was a couple of things in there where I'm, I wasn't quite for sure about but i've heard so much positive feedback about you know specific things i'm like okay you know i'm glad i put that in there because that's kind of what i was going for because another thing i learned from working on the first intrusion was um how to kind of i wanted to try to go between that line of both indie films and mainstream and make both people happy at the same time because there's a lot of stuff it's kind of leaning more towards the mainstream crowd um that I was kind of going for. Um, but uh, I think you wrote that line pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Between India mainstream, you know? Yeah. Um, I was curious, uh, you know, aside from Lee getting punched in the face, <laughs> are there, are there <laughs> any like uh, fun little bloopers or, or like outtake type things from the film that you, can bring up um you know uh, i i know that there's a a scene where katie you you basically <laughs> kick a camera i'm not trying to say too much to spoil it but you know um later in the film 
Uh, did you, you know, did you have a moment where maybe you, you kicked a little too hard and knocked it over or anything like that or anything funny that happened while, while shooting the film? I think in, in that scene particular that you're talking about, I wasn't kicking enough. So I, I never kicked the, the camera that I remember, but I was going to kick it and I would stop too soon. And they would be like, no, you, you got to kick further and be like, okay. So I'd kick more and they'd be like, no, we still see your foot stopping. You got to kick <laughs> even further. So finally, I think I ended up kicking like right next to the camera. And of course they cut it like right beforehand, but I ended up like, like slamming my foot down right next to his head. And I think it freaked him out because he didn't know I was going to do that. But I was like, dude, you kept telling me I wasn't kicking far enough. So I went all the way. Um, but other other than that, like as far as bloopers where stunts go, I mean, when there, there was one time when Lee stepped on my hand when he was supposed to like step lightly and he stepped full force. And I think there was a scream that was real. That was a real scream because it actually really hurt. Um and during some of our fight scenes, I mean, like my head, head got slammed to the ground a couple times too hard. And it was kind of like, oh, I see the pretty little birds <laughs> flying. Uh, <laughs> there, there were there was always some kind of a, a blooper when it came to the to the stunts. And of course, everybody forgets lines and there's there's bloopers at that point. But I think there's too many that I, I can't even think of any in particular right now that or, a, or an, a specific funny moment craig might be able to um i get a i get a little story you're probably gonna kill me for this one though because uh, i've never told Am this I? live before yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh basically uh, uh we were doing the first intrusion movie i don't know if you're ever gonna remember this or not it's been quite a while ago but we were doing the first intrusion movie and of course um the last final scene that i think we did was the tub sequence which was very dangerous because we had wires running all around it and all that kind of stuff and it was kind of nervous to make sure nothing went in the tub with you guys and stuff you get into yeah. this huge escalated fight and all kinds of crazy stuff happens um and everybody was completely done and both you and lee are getting ready to get out of the tub and stuff and glad that everything everybody's safe and it's over with and stuff and you you guys are both of course, tired and stuff from all the uh, fight choreography and everything that went with it. And uh, they're picking everything up around the tub. And uh, um, I can't remember who it was, but one of the crew was basically like, hey, hand me that uh, hand me that wire. And you weren't thinking and you're still standing in the tub directly behind Lee. And you're like, I got it. And you like reached for it. And everybody on set goes, no. <laughs> and you're like, sorry. <laughs> I do vaguely, <laughs> I vaguely remember yeah. that. I but that was just, that, yeah. you know, it was just, just like one of those to, moments where, you know, you were just, just exhausted. I was just trying to help. I wasn't thinking about getting electrocuted. But yeah, so there was, there was almost no intrusion disconnected after that. That was almost <laughs> literally the finale. <laughs> yeah. that, that particular tub scene, Craig, that what ended up making it into the movie was actually a blooper. Because in the original film, at the end, which, I mean, we're talking about it. So if I give something away, it doesn't matter. But in the original film, when I'm stabbing him in the tub, okay, 
He was supposed to get stabbed a few times and die. Right. He didn't die. So I'm like stabbing and stabbing and stabbing, right? And I think he's dead. Like at that point, like he should have been dead. So I stopped stabbing. Well, he's still like, oh, blah, blah. And I was like, fucking die. (laughs) Because he wouldn't die. And I didn't know what else to do. I I wanted to say, dude, you were supposed to die like 30 seconds ago, but you're not dead. So I just yelled fucking die and just kept stabbing him. And none of that was supposed to be in the film. And that's actually in the film. That's how I ended up killing him. And the fucking die is in there and everything. Are you sure he just wasn't trying to come up for air? (laughs) Maybe he was, but at that point he wasn't supposed to. He was already supposed to be dead. He was a There is a a scene um, Kyle Cates, who actually plays Peter in the, uh, the original Intrusion film. Uh, directed this intrusion disconnected. He directed the second film. He learned a lot on set, went to film school, started winning awards and stuff, and just does an amazing job directing intrusion disconnected. But there's a scene at the end of the first intrusion film where um, um, Lee um, that plays the killer walks over to Kyle and Kyle's laying on the ground and he kicks him in the head. I remember so, that. And then after we, yeah. and I didn't write that. And we, after we, after we got, um, we, they cut that scene Kyle walked over to me and he said did you write an extra scene where Lee walks over and kicks me in the head and I was like no and I said Lee did you just kick him in the head and he laughed he said yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean and there's little moments like that that are great that I just yeah. love I'm like go and for it <laughs> there's moments like that in the second one too I mean there there are bloopers <laughs> and outtakes and I can't I can't think of what any of them are right offhand, but there are plenty of them in the in the second one too. Great. Um well there's a lot of memorable scenes and stuff in both movies, but in uh Disconnected, my personal scene that stands out the most was uh but without giving away too much, later in the movie when Holly starts seeing stuff and she finally snaps mm-hmm. yeah that, was, that was a good one broken to just like this like, facial expression just changes to just done like you're officially mad yeah um did, did you nail that in like one take just that that change or was um, that a tough one Actually, it wasn't a tough one. I I don't think Craig may differ. I don't remember. But as far as I can remember, if I'm thinking of the right scene that you're talking about, that was rather easy because that was a take that that was a shift that I'd been waiting for through the whole thing. I was waiting for the, the the broken, the crazy, the broken, the crazy, the broken to just like, all right, motherfucker, I'm pissed now. (laughs) And I was I, I was waiting that whole time for that shift. So I feel I I'm pretty sure that that was a nailed it in one take. Obviously we did a few more to see if we could get something better or different, but getting that shift from going from broken to crazy to broken to no, I'm not crazy and I'm not broken. I'm just freaking mad. That was pretty- yeah, I, I recently, 
not too long ago I, i've been working on stuff for the blu-ray and the dvd and stuff that'd be coming out later on in the year um and uh i went through that scene and i i vaguely remember uh i believe uh like all of the takes and stuff are good but uh, i think we ended up using that that first take that you did um was the one we ended up going with but uh, yeah. i know the the scene uh which won't give away too much about it but there's a scene with the character dr monroe um which um we, you know we were talking about before just how hard you are on yourself sometimes and that that's one of my favorite scenes from, from the film along with many others and uh, even with that you were just like you were like, I could have done better. <laughs> that I was, was like, no, that's scene. good. Like everybody was like, you're excellent. You're so no, good. Yeah, you're our worst critic. That, that scene in particular, we that was a that was a one take scene because that that scene in particular was a very difficult, if not probably the most difficult scene in the whole film, because you know it's first of all you you wake up from being unconscious so you don't know what in the world is going on and you're in a straitjacket and there's a doctor there and I, I go from being you know like upset and and what's going on to to crazy to emotional to completely broken to back to crazy to completely broken and emotional again to then thinking oh, wait, I have an idea here, like deep down in the mind and completely doing a, a complete 180 to back to being a complete normal, innocent person to flipping like that and going just pissed and crazy. It, it literally, it's a short scene, but there were so many emotional steps in that scene, so many different types of emotion that had to come out in that scene that by the time we were done with it, I, I think I remember asking, like, did we get, it, is that good? Go watch it and make sure that's good because that was so hard. I could do it again, but that was hard to do. And they said, no, this is great. <laughs> we're, we're good, <laughs> you know. Um, but that that was a very, that was probably the hardest scene to do in the, in the, whole, in the whole film was that one. So yeah. what what was probably um, this is for uh, crypto too? I know you just watched it. What were um, Katie? What was your favorite scene to perform? What was your favorite scene to write, Craig? And what was your favorite scene as a viewer, Caleb? <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. okay. My favorite scene to shoot was the end. Because in the end, and I don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it, but in the end, the end was a good, a good mix of she's completely lost her ever-loving mind, and I've never seen somebody so pissed. So it's a mixture of she's crazy but she's going to kill something and it, it combines. And so that scene there being able to show that and elude that. And plus it had my favorite line in the entire film. In fact, it had one of my all time favorite lines of anything I've ever shot. Top three lines. You just, you just like saying that for <laughs> 
<laughs> you know she what? just couldn't wait to say that. You know what? I do, but it was the context that it was set in. It was how it no, was. No, it's said. it's excellent. It was it's excellent. The, the sentence itself, which was writing on Craig's part, it was the way that I said it. It was how I got to do it. That end scene, mm-hmm. that that final line, that was my favorite thing of the entire film to shoot was that. So, Craig, you're up. Craig? Did you lose Craig? Are you going to? Oh, all right. I'll go next. Okay, you go next. Uh, all right. My favorite scene, honestly, would be, and it's it's not to copy you, so I'm going to try to be a little different about it, Um, your your transformation, you know, and um, the, the lighting or lack thereof at the time the music that that kicks in you know when when you're again try to be vague if i if i can uh when you're sitting there and the camera kind of zooms in on you you know there's another person in the room and they're doing their thing but it zooms down on you and you're talking to them and they say a, a specific word or two and and then just your your expression changes and like, ooh, that is creepy. You know, like it's it's very well done. It, it's so. probably the scene I mentioned. Cause I was yeah, actually I yeah. was kicking back in bed watching the movie and that scene happened and I like sat up. I was like, holy shit, she's scary. Like yeah, that was my yeah. reaction to that. Like, <laughs> I like being scary, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Did we lose Craig? I think we lost his audio. Oh. Yeah, I think he's oh, think he's man. muted somehow. We'll get him back at some point. But um, Craig, well, we well lost your audio. I'm uh-oh. gonna tell him we lost. He'll be back. Audio. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'll come right back then. He'll come back in. Yep. Yep. Well, and my my dog is trying to get his attention. Apparently, um, <laughs> while <laughs> while he's away for a moment, um. Yeah. Why, what, um, do you have like a certain criteria or anything you, you use when you, when you select a role? Um, it has to be a script that's worth doing. I mean, honestly, like I, and I, and I hate to say that, but I, I get a lot of scripts and I have read a lot of scripts that I feel like are, are good in their own right but could use a little bit of work because some of it doesn't make sense or there's too many loopholes in it. Or just to be quite honest, the dialogue is just bad. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, number one, does this, is this going to be fun? I I can handle some bad dialogue. I can handle some loopholes, but is this going to be fun? Does it make sense? Is it going to capture people's, uh, are, are they going to want to view it? You know, that that's kind of the first thing. And then the second thing is, is this beneficial to me? You know, it, is this a good role for me? Is this something I can put on a demo reel? Is this something that I'm going to have some good footage out of? Um, is it, you know, is it worth the time missing work? away from family, you know, all those kind of things. But I would say the number one, and I would think this is probably the number one for just about any actor that reads a script is, 
dialogue. If the dialogue can be worked with, if it's decent, if it's good, if it can be worked with a little bit, that's the first thing that most people look at. And if it is, then the second thing is usually, does it all, does it, does it come around full circle? Does it make sense? And, and if it does, then usually there's no reason to not take the role. Yeah, there were some instances where you actually turned to me and would say, I wouldn't say that. I'd say, okay, what yeah, would you say? And there, you, there typically are, it was something similar, but it was just in just better dialogue. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'd say that. It sounds better. I'll, I'll admit this. I'm the queen when it comes to changing dialogue, but I don't do it without permission because I feel like if I'm, if you're giving me this character and I'm going to embody this character and come up with this character in my mind and make this character me, you know, I, I am the character. I wouldn't say that like that. Can I flop these two sentences or can I use these couple of words instead of that? And as long as they, you know, I mean, I've never, not one time have I ever had a director or a writer say, no, you can't do that. They've all said, yeah, go for it. And if it's something that, that they ended up not liking, then we would go back to how it was actually written. But I, I am the, the queen when it comes to wanting to, to flop some things around, but it usually does make more sense. Um, she, she's amazing at just improvising stuff too, because we had a scene and I mean, she's done a lot of it, but, uh, and I just kind of let her do her thing. She's amazing at it. But even with the first intrusion, I remember, uh, her and, uh, Teresa Lawrence, uh, that plays Callie, uh, th- there's a scene where they're just sitting at the table eating eggs. And originally Callie was just supposed to eat the eggs. And, um, Katie just reaches over and starts eating eggs off of her plate. And then <laughs> Teresa immediately had this reaction, uh, which, and she just kind of played off of it and had like kind of ex- excuse me, <laughs> you know, kind of reaction, but it was great. It just, just gave uh, that much more to that particular scene. Yeah. And th- then there's another scene where you just turn around and get a, a cup out of the cabinet, and pour some water in it and just start drinking it while you're talking to somebody. But all that stuff looks so much more natural. Yeah. So it's, I, I would say as far as like criteria to take a role for me, it's, it's really just like, you know, is this going to be a fun thing to do? And is the dialogue workable or good? Those, those kind of come hand in hand. You know? Right. Well, not to backtrack too much, but we did lose Craig for a second and we were talking about everybody's favorite favorite scenes from the from the movie. Yeah. And as a writer, what was your favorite scene to write oh. and see put on film? I had I had so many favorite scenes. Um probably um three of my favorite are probably the um the last last three or four close to the end of the film just because Katie and Lee are just amazing together in both of those and their, um, their performances and stuff are just, they just knock it out of the park. Um, I think it's some of Lee's best performances is uh, those last few scenes and stuff that he does. does uh, I know Katie even turned to him at one point was like, she's like, wow, you're, you're kind of on the same page with me. Good job. You know, and he, he really appreciated that. But uh, uh, there's another scene. Uh, I mean, there, there's, just so so many good scenes to the movie. Um, I mean, we got so many other great actors and stuff that work with Katie. Uh, Sabrina Scott's amazing in the film. Um, 
just some of the scenes they have together. Um, Sean Taiwan Francis is amazing in the film that plays Ethan. Um, uh, Jesse Rasmussen is amazing. He plays Nolan. Uh, originally, you know, that uh, we were going to get Corey Feldman for the part and that didn't work out. Because um, <laughs> there are a lot of, of fun. No, not because of us. <laughs> but uh, uh, don't think we'll ever try to get him again. Let's put it that way. But uh, uh, but no, um, I mean, I couldn't have been happier with Jesse. I mean, I think Jesse just knocked it out of the park. And one of, uh, one of my favorite scenes, I've had a couple critics uh, love the film, but actually, um, I think one of their least favorite parts of, of scenes of the film is probably because maybe because it was a little bit too long. But uh, uh, the pizza scene that you and Jesse do together where you're just eating pizza and stuff. But for me, I, I love that scene. Um, I, I love the scene because I love the chemistry that you guys have together. Um, I didn't you Jesse's in a few scenes for the film and. I really wanted you to care about his character and get some more backstory. So he wasn't this, this typical character that, that showed up and um, is in, in only a few scenes of the film. I wanted you to really care about him and some of his background and, and you guys just nail it with the chemistry and stuff. Um, so I, I think people don't like watch other people eat pizza, maybe. But it. I, I got to defend that a little bit just because for me, that scene is initially that long. And then there's other scenes like the scene with you and Dr. Moreau, which is a good probably four minute scene. Um, but I, I had to, as a writer, I had to believe it myself and, um, you know, worked with a lot of the dialogue on stuff, stuff with that uh, because there's just scenes that I, I had to initially buy because I wanted the audience to buy it because I did um, because I could have easily just, you know, thought of something where you see in every cliche horror film where the next door neighbor or somebody shows up um, and it's like, hey, how's it going or whatever, and then gets killed off a couple of scenes later. And then you just have an extra death or something in the film. But I just wanted all these characters in the movie to be people with. I I mean, I, I don't know if you agree with me, Katie, but I can't think of another horror slasher um and if I can, it's probably on one hand where there's just many different characters with all these different backgrounds and ages and stuff to the characters uh, where you actually know and get a feel for each individual one as a person, you know? Yeah, there's there's not there's not very many. And and I do. I do agree. And I, I also agree that there are a few scenes that are a little too long um, that could be, you know, potentially shortened a little bit. But overall, <laughs> there, there's one scene in particular. I know what you're talking about. We're, and I was like, we're not me and me and my director, Kyle, yeah. we're like, we're not cutting that Katie, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, it's staying in. In my and opinion, it, it went, that still needs to be really it, gone. One, but, one of those in particular was actually um, a lot of feedback I got from the first film about some, some more background with the character and stuff. And it was, it was, a lot of people asking me for that. So it was kind of like my explanation to kind of make it up to them, to make them happy and uh, give them some more, more feedback with that particular scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, you guys, um, we took a lot of your time. Uh, oh, don't we do appreciate e- it. Do either of you have anything down the pipeline here soon or. 
Um, I would like to give out a shout out, not only to, you know, obviously go by Intrusion Disconnected and watch it because it was a lot of fun to make. We put a lot of heart, soul, sweat, and blood and tears into that film. So by all means, you know, and then I, you know, I've, I've got a couple other ones out. Um, the Wicked Ones just came out um, not too long ago. You can buy it on Jonestown Films. Uh, it's not available on Amazon yet, but you can check it out, see it all over the place. And I've got a couple of things coming up um, here before too long. Um, oh, also uh, 13 Slaves Till Christmas that I shot a couple months back. It's now available um, uh, to buy. And I got a couple. Cool. Of I want to see that one too. But, that one looks yeah. good too. COVID kind of put a damper on some things, but we're getting back into it. So I've got a few things in the works coming up. So. Very cool. What about you, Craig? I just just want to promote intrusion disconnected because I put about eighty grand into it. <laughs> Everybody else just you know killed themselves mentally and physically and stuff for the film and stuff. Uh, I got other projects and stuff in the pi- pipeline and stuff, and um, hope to get to work with Katie and some of the other cast and crew and stuff again in the future. But uh, um, yeah, it's kind of taking it easy now and taking a break and stuff. Uh, it's kind of nice to not actually have any deadlines with anything for once and um, very, very stressful trying to meet that um, get everything going and stuff. Um, very am- ambitious project that we did. Wasn't easy to pull off. So hope yeah. people just continue and enjoy it. It's um, intrusion disconnected. It's on Amazon video theater on demand right now. And then late, probably late in the year, I'll be out on Blu-ray and DVD and we're close to closing a deal with the theater chain right now. So hopefully if that happens, then it might be playing some theaters around you soon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody definitely please go check that out. It's a, a hell of a watch. It's a really fun viewing. Thank you. So um, can anybody find either one of you on social media or websites or anything? Um, you want to yeah. go first? You can uh, check out my website. It's uh, katiestewartactress.com. And I'm on Facebook, uh, you know, Katie Stewart. I have an actress page on Facebook as well. Um, I have Instagram and Twitter, but I'm really never on them. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. It's katiestewart153. Um, but I'm not on there very often. So. You know, Facebook and, and my website. You can contact me through my website, katiestewart.com. People need to start booking you for more stuff now that COVID's yes. going away. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 I want to, I, Definitely want to, I want see, to start, see her in more stuff. I want to start seeing her in some, some, some bigger movies and stuff coming out. Oh, that's, a, that's, <laughs> you know, that's something I'll never stop pushing for. So, yeah. 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 Hopefully, hopefully one day. <laughs> Just a matter of time, I think. Thank you. And uh, yep. yeah, me. Um, if if you want any info about any uh, either one of the intrusions films, you can go to SGL Entertainment and look up intrusion, intrusion disconnected, blood on the reel, which I helped produce. Um, you can also go to just go to intrusionmovie.com or intrusiondisconnected.com, and both the intrusion films are there with like every imaginable link to all the different 
places at the store and everything else that you can pick it up. You can watch the first intrusion on stuff like Amazon prime for free and a lot of other um, websites like um, apps and stuff like Tubi TV um, closing a lot more uh, distribution um, distributors closing more distribution deals and stuff. So looks like we'll probably be on some more stuff soon as well. And uh, when the, the new one comes out, I think we'll be on quite a bit of stuff because the first film, we come super close to clo- closing a cable deal that almost happened, like a big network deal. So this one's way, way better. So, um, Oh, and um, you, you could also follow me on Twitter if you want um, intru- at an intrusion movie um, on Twitter. Easy Very to find. Cool. Hey, well, we thank you for sharing the movie with us. Yeah, thank you we very much. It. Thank Katie for joining us and her performance. It was thank really you. good. And thank you for scaring me <laughs> when you went uh, when you went pissed in the movie. And uh, <laughs> I think people will dig it. And thank you guys for hanging out on Steve and Crypto. Yeah, show. thank, thank yeah. both of you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. It's great. Thank you for being on the show and talking with us. Thank you for having me. I had a great time and really appreciate all your kind words. And I wish you guys the very best. Thank you. Thank you. you. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks again to Katie Stewart and Craig Everett Earl for hanging out with us on the Stephen Crypto Show. Be sure to check out our Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto and head over to Fright Rags. And use the discount code SteveCrypto10 and get you some sweet horror stuff. And we've been the Steven Crypto Show. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you later this week with the Women in Horror episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs>